Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Three Geeks Conversation. It's Jason. I'm joined today by Julian Bailey from the show Three Pines, which you remember we interviewed uh, Anna Tierney last week. Uh, what was that interview process like? Did, do you guys have to audition together in a sense because you're playing husband and wife? Like, is there like a chemistry compatibility test or audition? You know, as far as you can gauge chemistry or compatibility over Zoom, uh, we did we did try to do that uh, because you know it happened. I guess my final slate of auditions was in August of 2021, so we were still pretty much in the throes of the pandemic. And um, yeah, Anna and I met over Zoom, you know, and it, which is always kind of a little awkward because it is an audition, you know, and you you don't know if you're going to be getting the part or not, and you also know that she's been reading with all these other guys. So, um, I mean, you only assume that she has, and of course she did, and she had, which is totally normal. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you just, you, you do the read as best you can. You, you play your objectives and try to just, you know, stay consistent with your eye lines and all that, which is, the, which is one of the tricky things about doing a Zoom audition. Um, but I mean, you know, one funny thing that I should probably mention is in a Zoom audition, you can't really be looking at the person you're reading with uh, because your eyeline will get all messed up, you know? So mm -hmm. I got a glimpse of her uh, on, you know, in her little box on the computer. And then from there, it was like, you know, you're just kind of in the scene and and then you're finished the scene and you're kind of going, ah, oh, it was probably terrible, you know, but uh, you do what you can, man. So, yeah. And then I probably read with her once. Um, and I think I read in a, a total of, well, including the original self-tape uh, audition, I probably read a total of uh, three three times for for my character Peter Morrow, and then maybe um, I think I read for one other character uh, in the middle of all that. So, yeah. is that pretty standard? Um, three or four audition tapes? Um, you, you know, it can be. Um, I have had it where, for say, smaller roles, I've just done one audition, whether a self tape or going in the room. And auditioning mm -hmm. and for some reason you know you get it like after one shot but um sometimes oh i would say i would say more often than not especially back in la like back in the day uh if it was for like a big network show or something you would go in like multiple times and then finally go to read for the studio and then you go to read for network uh by which time you already have a, your contract all worked out and you know how much money you're gonna be making and that can be a little nerve-wracking i guess um because you're literally walking into a room on the final say two auditions the studio read and then the network read for tv anyway uh you're walking into a room full of suits i mean just like you know 15 people either in a little mini theater sitting there in their suits just stone-faced or uh or a room where everybody's kind of lined up in these you know chairs that are set up in rows you know <laughs> and uh and you're doing a comedy let's say you know and, and you got to make these people laugh it's it's a trip man but yeah, um, pretty standard, I suppose. I bet making them laugh for a comedy can be tough because they've seen so many people reading the exact same jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point. It, it's funny, though, because um, it depends. You know, it, uh, I used to really enjoy doing um, uh, callbacks for sitcoms because uh, you would get that instant reaction, you know, that real-time reaction from the people... Uh, most of the time uh, who wrote, some of whom anyway, in the room, who wrote the material. And, and so you're getting, um, 
yeah, you're, you're, you're getting that real-time reaction, those laughs, which is really helpful when you're doing comedy, which I actually used to do quite a lot of back in the day, at least as far as I was up for a lot of comedy stuff. Probably didn't book as much as I had hoped uh, or should have, but um, I remember I, had, I was up for this show that was a spinoff of that 70s show. And of course it was called that 80s show and it lasted, I think it lasted about one season. Um, I didn't get the part, but I was in the mix at the end. Apparently it was down to me and one other guy, but, um, but yeah, so I remember reading with those guys. Uh, I think Mark Brazil was, was one of the dudes or creators. And I think he, he was involved with that 70s show probably was like the main guy, but don't quote me on that. Um, I think that was his name. And I remember he was in there, dude. And, and just, yeah, you get that real time reaction um, with comedy, which is really rewarding and fun. Yeah. You've done voiceover, you've done acting. What made you want to get into film and be an actor film and TV? Well, uh, it, it's probably, uh, a, there's probably a layered answer to that question, but I'll say the thing that kind of sparked it for me that I recall was when I was in elementary school, there was a kid there in my school who was on a TV show. And um, he was sort of like a, a bit of a mini celebrity, I guess. And I remember thinking, wow, that's really cool. Like this kid is just, you know, playing these characters or, you know, in this case, he was on this, this show that was on, I believe it was on this Canadian network called YTV. Um, and yeah. And it, and I remember thinking that was really cool. And uh, and I think that was the first time I kind of got the idea. And so uh, I told my mom, who was a musician and was raising me to be a you know, piano player, um, more or less. I mean, raising me in, the, in a musical kind of sense. Uh, I said, you know, I, I think I'd like to sort of like put the piano to the side for a bit and focus on acting if I could. So when I was about 10 years old, I joined this um, group called the Children's Theater and uh children's theater of montreal to be specific and uh and from there uh i ended up getting referred for some voiceover auditions for some anime cartoons and then after that uh after that well uh, oh yeah uh the canadian broadcasting corporation was doing uh, a little christmas film and they came around scouting talent at schools just kind of randomly and i i guess i got scouted and i ended up getting a, a lead role in this film and then um uh, and then I did a, a play with the National Theater School of Canada um, around that same time. So all these things, theater, voiceover and TV or TV slash film, it was a made for TV movie. They all sort of coincided at the same time. And, and I ended up focusing more on the voiceover stuff for the next few years before I moved to Southern California when I was 18. Um, and the voiceover stuff was cool because you, you kind of get the benefit of anonymity and being able to have a relatively normal childhood. Uh, despite missing a probably fair amount of school uh, from working in studios and things like that. But you don't have the sort of the, the weird psychological stuff that can happen to a young person who thinks they're cooler than they necessarily are because, you know, people recognize them or whatever. So I think I was fortunate to kind of dodge that potential bullet, you know? Uh, that's yeah. That's yeah. Cause some, some childhood actors, they, they go through things that it's rough cause it's a lot of attention. So young. Exactly. Um, do you have a favorite movie tv show in general that you enjoy so as far as movies i would say uh the the standbys that i usually go to when people ask me that question are kind of old classics you know i grew up in the 80s so uh, i have real uh nostalgic you know clear 
memories of um, going to see E.T. and uh, and Back to the Future um, was another favorite of mine. And um, uh, so so as far as sentimental and kind of emotional favorites, you know, Back to the Future, E.T., It's a Wonderful Life. You know, I'm kind of a cheese ball, I guess. Um, but I love those movies. Um, I love Braveheart. Uh, there's other kind of indie films that I always really liked. There was a film called The Ice Storm that I really appreciated. That was an Ang Lee film from the late 90s. Uh, I loved uh, Vincent Gallo's film, Buffalo 66. You know, these are just kind of throwing some stuff out there as far as movies that I've appreciated. So top of my list, I'd probably have to say like, you know, just as far as like entertainment value and just memories and nostalgia, I'd probably say E.T. and Back to the Future would be up top of the list. And then as far as television, um, like right now I'm really enjoying Yellowstone. I really enjoyed Homeland. Um, and I really liked The Killing. That was a really good one um, with uh, Mireille Enos and uh, uh, Joel Kinnaman. Um, yeah, so th those are just some that come to mind. Uh, and then I'm sure that I I'm going to be flooded with like a million other ones that will come to mind afterwards. And I'll be like, all right, should I mention that? But yeah, those are some that come to mind. I need to watch Yellowstone. I started watching Three Pines. I'm enjoying it a lot so far. What's nice. it like working with Alfred uh, Molina? I appreciate that. Um, it's amazing, man. He He's just like, he's like a real, first of all, he's a real actor. Secondly, he's a real star. Thirdly, he's a real actor. Well, I said that. I said that already. <laughs> he's a real, he's, I was going to say he's a real character actor, but leading man. He's become a leading man, you know, um, but he just knows how to hold himself and how to run a set more or less. You know, he was also an EP, an executive producer on this show. So or he is, I should say. Um, and so, you know, because of that, you know, he, he does have sort of another level of clout and uh, um, not that he would need it because, I mean, he's Alfred Molina. You know, I think I think that, you know, him being Alfred Molina stands on its own. You know, he doesn't have to sort of have the title of EP to to swing any extra cloud or anything but he's just uh he, he's just such a cool guy man he's just like really nice man and really genuine he's not fake at all he's not superficial at all um and he's just a, an absolutely prim, primo cream of the crop actor you know so it was, it was just an incredible privilege and honor uh to to be working with him Well, before you get out of here, I do have one more question. Um, so when you sit down to be a part of a TV show, especially something like this, where it's a mystery, and you don't have to go into any details or specifics as far as story goes, but do they tell you ahead of time, like kind of where your character is going? Like, okay, this is kind of where we foresee the character going. If there's multiple seasons, then maybe this, this, and this will happen. Or is there really none of that? It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I mean, the short answer is no, but... The fact is, you know, we are adapting this from novels. There are 18 out now, as far as I know, 18 novels. The, the last one just came out very recently. Um, so you can trace in the books. You can kind of track where things are going, you know, with the with the character and with all the characters in the books. Whether they're going to stay true to that, uh, I suppose, remains to be seen. But other than that, no, I mean, you know, you have the scripts. Um And uh, yeah, you get, I mean, we got the scripts uh, and shot them in reverse. So we shot, we shot the first ones. Well, sorry, we shot the last ones first and then we shot the first ones last. We just went in reverse. Um, and I'm trying to remember if we even got all the scripts at, 
once we i feel like we must have but i i'm, I'm sort of not remembering that right now whether we did or not but we at least got them you know in time to prepare for the upcoming episode that we would be filming and uh yeah i don't know you kind of fly by the seat of your pants in that sense i suppose my last question do you uh do you, did you read the books or do you kind of just want to make the character your own well both i mean you you know you want to well first of all i say both but i haven't read all the books um when i got cast it was reasonably uh soon before we started principal photography so i didn't really have a lot of time to to dive in and kind of like you know absorb the character from the books um once we were kind of rolling and the director and the producers and i had already established certain things about my character like for example his you know his clothing his outfits his you know his wardrobe his hairstyle things like that um those were those were i would i would say pre premeditated or kind of prepared choices that I wasn't necessarily in on at the, at the outset. And then once, you know, we got to talking, you know, we, we could kind of massage a little bit of those options. And, um, but they specifically wanted me to keep my hair, uh, long as it was. And I was about to start a movie that summer and I got a call from my agent saying, look, you're up for three pines. They want you to not touch your beard, not touch your hair. So I had a pretty big beard at the time, but I had to negotiate because the, pr the production I was working on didn't want me to have a full beard. So we brought the beard down and more or less kept the hair long. And uh, as you can see in the show, I kind of have a, about a five o'clock shadow and, and then the long hair. So those weren't really like necessarily my designs. Um, but, you know, I kind of tried to work with, you know, the way they saw the character and their vision uh, for him, like physically. But as far as far as all the internal stuff and that kind of thing, um, the, the, that's the more the more important stuff. And that's the stuff that we really tried to hone in on and go, well, what drives this guy? What's he about? Um, and that, I mean, the material in the screenplays is amazing, just as it is in the books. Although, of course, we adapted it to be a, a little bit different than the books, if readers of the books will, will uh, probably attest to or notice. Um, so, no, I haven't read all the books. I'm hoping to. Um, and, you know, I, I'm enjoying them, you know, but uh, but no, I can't say like a, like Anna Tierney, who played Clara, she read like all the books before even starting the show because she had time to do that. And she's probably a fast reader. I'm not a fast reader. I really got to go slow and absorb the information. So um, yeah, me too. 17 books is a lot or 18 books. is a lot. Right. 18 now. Yeah. 18 now. So, yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, getting more into them and stuff. I really enjoy the books, you know, uh, hopefully we get a second season. But regardless, you know, I, I love Louise Penny's writing. And, and I think uh, I think it would be a great opportunity for many people involved to keep going with this thing, because I think uh, I think it's been received quite well. And, and it's just really rich material. And, uh, and I think it's important, especially in the times we're living in, to tell stories like this. Oh, it's very good so far. I've watched the first two episodes. It's fantastic. Oh. I can't wait to get more into it. But thank you so much for joining us. Where can everybody find you online? Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Uh, well, I would say Instagram is the main place that as far as social media goes, uh, that would be I am Julian Bailey at well, I am Julian Bailey. Um, that's Instagram. I am sort of been trying to start a Twitter, although I, I'm kind of a bit intimidated by the whole Twitter thing. Um, but that's also I am Julian Bailey. I have like 11 followers on there now. But uh, but yeah, mostly Instagram. I am Julian Bailey. Awesome. You're going to have 12 at the end of the show. Uh, thank you again so much for tuning in. Everybody, please like, subscribe, and follow at 3GeeksJ, at 3GeeksPodcast. We'll see you guys soon.